So today the reading is from Matthew 1, verses 18 to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Well, it's good to see you this morning. Uh, as I've said, my name's Matt, one of the pastors at the church. I um, hope you're going well. Thanks for coming back with us um, after we've been online for a couple of weeks. Uh, now, just as we start, let me put up on the screen for you just an outline of uh, what we're going to be talking about today. Um, we're starting a Christmas series, um, talking about what it means to find joy in uh, things like the mess. That's what we're talking about this morning. Um, so here's my points for today. Number one, a season of joy. Uh, number two, a season of mess. Number three, Emmanuel. And number four, finding joy this Christmas. And if you'd find it helpful to have those points kind of in front of you the whole time as we go, you can always find them on the Sunday Hub. So just uh, pull out your phone, go to our website, um, find the QR code. You can have that outline um, right there in front of you the whole time if you'd like to. Um, you can also find on the Sunday Hub links to uh, the Bible passage that we've just had read for us. Um, of course, uh, even better, we encourage our regulars to bring a Bible to church every week. Um, and of course, if you're new and you don't happen to have a Bible, um, don't hesitate to ask. We'd love to uh, get you one or give you one. Uh, now, it's great to be back together again physically, isn't it? Uh, and two weeks off, and I don't know, to me, it feels like suddenly we're almost at the end of the year after just, you know, having two weeks break. We're already in December. Um, there's Christmas things in all the stores. The Christmas season has begun. Uh, we're already talking about Christmas in church. It's actually, I only think it's only 19 sleeps of Christmas. I think that's right. Very soon. Um, this is already the second Sunday of Advent, if you didn't know. Um, it's a special time of year, isn't it? The season of joy. Uh, although, I don't know, I reckon um, in some ways the whole Christmas thing feels a little bit different this year, don't you think? It's not been a particularly normal year for all sorts of reasons. Uh, and the media have picked up on this in lots of ways. I wonder if you've seen um, there's this, this particular ad that's been floating around from uh, Maya. It's been all over my um, TV and been watching TV the last few weeks. Um, Bigger than Christmas is kind of the, kind of the tagline. Um, we're actually, I thought, why don't we actually watch this ad? I don't normally like to have commercial breaks at church, but um, it's only 30 seconds. Let's um, see if this works, see if we can watch the, the Maya ad that they've been playing. There you go. Go shop at Maya. No, not, not really. Um, it's kind of a funny ad though, isn't it? I don't, I don't, if you've seen it a few times, you might have picked up, you know, there's a bride celebrating Christmas and they're celebrating Mother's Day. And um, I think they've kind of captured something of actually how we all feel at the moment. We've had such a crazy year, fires, floods, lockdowns. 
oh, we've missed all these things. We didn't get to see Mother's Day, maybe, or um, we didn't get to have Easter as we normally do, or we had to postpone that holiday. Um, you know, here we didn't get to go to church for five months. Not that you'll find that in the ad. Um, it's been a rubbish sort of year in all sorts of ways. And of course, my solution, let's take all those things we've lost. Let's pack them all into that one big day. Let's make up for it and just have the biggest party of all time. And of course, go to Maya to buy all the supplies that you need um, to make that happen. But I don't know. Obviously, I don't agree with that part. I mean, you can go to Maya if you like to. But um, I do feel like in some ways... Christmas does still seem like a bit of a big deal this year. It kind of feels like Maya's onto something. Um, we have lost a lot of things. We do kind of feel like we need a happy time. We need some summer holidays. We need time to celebrate. We need to have some quality time with our families. We need to get some joy back into our lives. Even our government, actually, I think, agrees with this. I don't know how closely you were watching all the press conferences and things over the last few weeks about COVID, but they said it again and again and again. We need to get it all done and dealt with before Christmas. We don't want to miss Christmas. We're, we're doing this really harsh lockdown, but it's so that you guys can have Christmas. That was kind of their selling point the whole way through. I don't know if you've read this, even in the UK, this is true, that they're having a really bad situation over there with COVID, really strict lockdowns, but they're still saying, oh, we're going to have a five-day break um, from all the lockdowns for Christmas. Didn't know lockdowns kind of work like that, that you could have a five-day break, but... Um, <laughs> Christmas, we can't miss Christmas, especially after such a tough year. We need this. We, uh, with everything that's been going on, we need uh, a time of joy uh, for once. So I wonder if that's how you feel as we approach Christmas this year. I wonder whether to you, you think Christmas is going to be a happy time of year. I suspect for most of us, Christmas will be a good day of celebrating. Um, For me, I'm certainly looking forward to Christmas I'm lucky enough to have all my family kind of here in South Australia, so I don't have to stress out over whether borders will be open or anything like that. Uh, And for me and my family, we've always made a pretty big deal of Christmas. Um, We always get a real Christmas tree. Um, My family's got some property up in the hills, so um, this week I went out and trudged through the forest and found a pine tree to cut down. Um, Had to dodge a few black snakes, which isn't typically kind of part of your Christmas story, but um, good fun thing to do. I do like my time of Christmas. And assuming the restrictions lift and we can have more than 10 people in our homes, which would be really good, we'll have a, a really special day on Christmas Day of celebrating. Um, I have a sister who's already been talking for a few weeks about the different desserts she might cook and already been practicing some of them. I have a brother who's always on drinks and he's always already sent out a PDF with kind of a menu of all the different drinks he can mix up for us after Christmas, lunch. I'm just here doing lots of eating practice, getting ready for the biggest eating day of the year. And look, maybe that's all a little bit much, but I suspect the majority of us will have a nice time at Christmas, I think. But here's, here's a question that I wanted to ask this morning. Uh, do you really think that one day can make up for all the hard things that this year has thrown at us? Do you really think we can do kind of the Maya thing and pack in a day full of celebration and get that joy that we need and get that joy that we've been missing so much this year? I guess sometimes we might put a fair bit of hope into days like Christmas or maybe it's our summer holidays or whatever it is about this time of year. But I think the reality as well is that often this season isn't just a season of joy, it's also a season of mess. I'm sure my family will have a pretty good day celebrating on Christmas, but if I'm honest, um, there's a pretty good chance someone will end up annoyed at someone else by the end of the day. 
by the end of the day, all of us will be tired. I'm sure some of us will be in a bad mood. There's always those parts of the day that, you know, don't make it onto kind of the Instagram Christmas photo, hey? Um, here's a photo that me and Annika did last year. At, I think it was on Christmas Day. Um, you know how on Instagram you tend to only put up the things that are really happy, the highlights, and you're always smiling. And I, you know, it's fine to do that, I think. I suspect social media is probably not a place where you want to be putting up all your deep and darkest personal thoughts. But um, here's the thing. I think Christmas can be a day of celebration and we might put the happy smiling photos on Instagram. Uh, but underneath it can be a day of mess, I think, a day of pain behind those smiles. Maybe it's because by Christmas afternoon, everyone's in a bit of a grumpy mood. Maybe it's because in your family, there's lots of brokenness and that means... Christmas actually gets pretty complicated. Maybe it's because for you, Christmas doesn't seem like much of a celebration at all. Um, Maybe it's a reminder of those who aren't there with you anymore. As much as Maya might want to tell you to kind of take everything good and pack it into one day, the reality for many of us in the room might be that Christmas is packed full of reminders of the hard things, reminders of the mess, reminders of the pain, reminders of the brokenness. And actually, the story that we've read this morning reminds us that even in the first Christmas story, back with Joseph and Mary, Christmas has actually kind of almost always been about mess. Right from the start, Christmas was about brokenness, this messy family situation. If we take a look at how Matthew tells the story for us, he starts it off in verse 18. He says, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she found, was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Let's just unpack this for a minute, right? Because this is, it's messy. Got a young couple just about to start off as a young family. Uh, the whole account is actually told from Joseph's point of view in Matthew. Joseph is pledged to be married to Mary. And we might kind of think maybe it's a bit like being engaged and maybe that is our closest equivalent but um, the ancient kind of culture in those days things were quite different Uh, in some ways being pledged to be married was almost closer actually to what we would call already being married Um, they had already made vows and promises to each other Um, there's already already this formal ceremony that had happened Um, it was already legally binding you could almost think of it like um, perhaps they'd had the wedding ceremony with the vows and that sort of stuff, but they hadn't had the wedding reception, the big party. I'm not going to look at Jules and Kado right now. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. Uh, this was very much the normal thing in the day. You sort of you got together. Of course, the families and the parents were involved. You made your legal agreement. You made your promises. And then the bride and groom would return home and they'd often spend sort of a final year together uh, where they'd make preparations for the wedding, work out where they were going to live and that sort of thing. And then finally you'd get together, you'd have the big party and then you'd be officially married. You'd go off and enjoy your lives. But um, even during that period where you're just pledged to be married, you're still talking a legal binding commitment. So imagine the scandal then, they're pledged to be married and suddenly Mary's found to be pregnant. I imagine Mary probably would have had no idea what to think, right? I imagine Joseph would have known exactly what to think. He knew how these things worked. Talk about a messy family Christmas, hey? I know everyone goes through different things and has different experiences, but I suspect lots of us have 
at least vaguely know that feeling of kind of gut-wrenching stress that comes with a difficult family situation. It's those sorts of things that can make Christmas a much harder day. And so what does Joseph decide to do? Verse 19, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Joseph is a faithful guy and he's faithful to the law, the law which actually required him to get a divorce, if you didn't know, given what had happened. If you've ever wondered why Joseph was so harsh, kind of thinking that divorce was his first option, um, actually, this is what the law said he should do. There was no option to kind of give Mary a second chance. The law said she'd been unfaithful, you have to get divorced. Was it even Joseph's choice? Although you can already see mixed with kind of his faithfulness to the law, he's certainly not going to disagree with what the law says. He's going to follow the law. Um, But mixed with that is still grace. If he was being selfish about things, Joseph, he probably would have brought it all out into the public and kind of publicly told everyone what had happened, told everyone that it was Mary who had been unfaithful and ensured that his name kind of remained squeaky clean. He didn't ruin his own reputation, kind of publicly said it, it was Mary, everyone. But no, what he decides to do, he decides to keep the divorce quiet. He's doing everything he can to try and look after Mary's reputation as well. Well, perhaps as you approach Christmas this year, you feel a little bit like Joseph. You know, a while ago, things seemed like they were going so well back at the start of 2020. You know, we were pledged to be married. It was all looking so good, lots to be excited about. Uh, But perhaps as we get closer to the end of the year, you find yourself desperately needing some joy after everything this year has thrown at us. Well, today I want to say to you that the way to find joy at the end of a year like 2020 is not to go to Meyer and spend all your money on celebrating. Do that if you want. The way to find a kind of joy that will still help you even when things are hard. Actually, the way to find the kind of joy that will mean you're still okay, even if 2021 is just as bad as 2020 or, you know, even worse, it could be. The way to find that kind of joy is to go to the same place that Joseph did after the, after the stress of finding out Mary was pregnant. It's the joy that came from knowing who this child was of Mary's was and who this child was going to be, what he was going to do. It's the kind of joy that comes from knowing who this child of Mary was and the joy from knowing, of knowing what he's going to do. And a lot of who Jesus was can be summed up in the names he's given in this passage. We've already heard a little bit um, from the kids talk about names and the name Jesus, meaning that God saves. I want us to spend a few minutes now just to think about the significance of the other name that Jesus has given in our passage this morning. It's in verse 23. What's the name he's given? Emmanuel. Emmanuel. It's an incredibly significant word, Emmanuel. I think in many ways it's the word Emmanuel that sums up the very centre of what is good about the Christmas message. Emmanuel, what does it mean? It means God with us. God with us. I just want to think about that for a few minutes. Jesus is God with us. What does that mean? Emmanuel, three words, each one packed with significance. Uh, let's, let's think about each of those three words just in turn. Let's think about the word God for a minute um, as we unpack uh, Emmanuel. The Bible tells us that Jesus is God in lots of places. It tells us that right here 
um, by ascribing to him the name Emmanuel. Jesus' followers believed that he was God and so they worshipped him. They were willing to tell others about him and they were willing to die for the truth of what they believed because they believed he was God. And by the way, in case you think maybe the disciples were trying to pull off a big scam, surely if Matthew, the one who's written this account for us, was trying to convince us of a lie, surely the first thing you would go to would not be a virgin being pregnant and a messy divorce to try and convince us that someone was God. Surely that's not the most convincing lie you would go for. Surely if he was trying to convince us for a lie, he'd give us the Instagram version of the Christmas story, not the real raw details. I think the only rational explanation is that this is the true story. This is truly what happened. This baby was truly God, the God who created the whole universe. The only one who was not created has stepped into his creation as a human, as Jesus. And that's good news for us because if Jesus is the one who created the world... What does that mean? It means he can do something about the mess and the brokenness that's all around us. He's the one who can even bring those loved ones we've lost, those loved ones we miss at Christmas time, and bring them through death and into eternal life. Emmanuel, Jesus is God. Think now what it means to say that Jesus is God with. Think about what it means that God is with us. This is not the first time, of course, that God was with his people in the Bible story. Um, If you were watching our online service last week, we looked at Psalm 15. God has been with his people in the Old Testament through things like that sacred tent, the tabernacle. But there was still always this distance between God and his people. It was dangerous to go into the tabernacle. Only one person a year could go into the Holy of Holies and be in God's presence. But compare that to Jesus who comes along, Emmanuel, God comes into the world as a baby, a baby you could touch, a baby you could hold, not the least bit dangerous to be in his presence. This is God truly with us, God becoming one of us, God knowing what it is to be human, to experience the broken world alongside us. Jesus is God, he's God with us, and he's God with us it's one thing for jesus to be god it's one thing for jesus to be with us but just think for a minute about who the us is think about who we are the the people that god chooses to be with we we've been talking about christmas and our often around christmas time there's lots of mess and it exposes the brokenness but just think about it for a minute how much of the brokenness that is in our lives is caused by ourselves we're broken We have broken relationships. We're selfish. I think we do go through things like 2020 and and some of the things that have happened have not been for our own doing. Um, Not everything's our fault, but the truth is a lot of the time we're as much responsible for the mess as we are victims of it. I think it's amazing that God would come to be with people like us. And what do we need to make things better? Well, it's certainly not going to mire and just spending all our money and having one big day of celebrating. It's, it's not even waiting till New Year's and coming up with a long list of New Year's resolutions to try and have a go at self-improvement. If things are going to be better, we need rescuing. 
if things are really broken, we need rescuing. We need help. If we want to find the kind of joy that we need at the end of a hard year, we need to know Emmanuel. We need to go, God, come to be with us. And we need to know Jesus, God saving us from our sins. We need to know that Jesus is with us. We need to know that he came to save us from our sins. And it's that message, actually, that is at the heart of Christmas. It's that message that can bring the joy we feel like we all need at the moment. So as we finish, let's just think a little bit more practically for a few minutes, finding joy this Christmas. So a few things I think we can say, given what we've spoken about. I think one is that if Jesus is truly Emmanuel, if this really is God come into his creation to be with us, I think one thing to say is that a lukewarm kind of reaction to Jesus just doesn't make sense. It doesn't cut it. I don't know, particularly in Australia, when we get towards Christmas, lots of people in our society, we kind of don't mind being lukewarm towards Jesus around Christmas. We like to tip our hat to Jesus, to the true meaning of Christmas. We don't mind singing a Christmas carol or two, bringing out our spiritual side a little bit, but For many Australians, that's where it stops. The rest of the year, we don't pay any attention to Jesus. Can I ask, if that happens to sound like you, if if that is kind of where your head is at, I think the question I would ask is, is there ever going to be a better year to really give Jesus a proper shot? Is there ever going to be a better year to give Jesus a proper shot? The world's falling apart, there's brokenness everywhere, I've been reminded of the reality of death. There's less events on, so there's more time. You can try and see if one great day of celebrating is going to make everything better, or you can use this Christmas to investigate the claim that Jesus is God with us, that he is the creator of the universe, come to do something about our brokenness, come to save us from our sins. Could it be true? Could it be true? great way to do that would be to sit down and read one of the gospels one of the stories of jesus life do that over the next few weeks as we come closer to christmas and really consider could this man be who he says he is could that be true many of us though we are convinced we believe that jesus is emmanuel he is god come to save us from our sins but still lots of us will be feeling different things as we get closer to christmas i wonder how you're feeling as we get towards the end of this year Lots of us might be feeling good. Yeah, there's been some interesting challenges this year, but you know, overall things are fine. It's going to be a good to celebrate Christmas this year. But I know for some of us, it's hard to think about Christmas getting closer. It's hard to actually imagine celebrating or being happy over the next few weeks. It, it might be because it's been it's such a tough year. It might be just because Christmas always reminds us of loss or brokenness. Of course, lots of us might be in between the two extremes as well. But here's, I think, what I want to say. If you're looking forward to celebrating Christmas this year, I think it's great to celebrate, great to enjoy God's good gifts. Enjoy a summer holiday, enjoy time with friends and family. Of course, be mindful of those who might be finding things a bit harder. Uh, But here's what I want to say. Allow that celebrating to be an overflow of the deep joy that comes from knowing that Jesus is God with us and that he came to save us. Allow that celebrating to be an overflow of the deep joy that comes from knowing who Jesus is. How might might you actually go about doing that? Well, we've been reminded in Matthew 1 that God came to be near us, came to be with us. Uh, Perhaps this Christmas, there's an opportunity to think about how can we go near to him this Christmas? How can we draw near to God?
Perhaps put aside a couple of hours at some point over the next few weeks to meditate on the scriptures and to spend some time drawing near to him. Of course, hopefully lots of us read the Bible and pray most days, every day, but uh, what if in the lead up to Christmas there's something different? You maybe just put aside, just one day, you put aside a couple of hours. Uh, Maybe you read through a whole gospel, read part of the Bible, and then actually sat down and actually prayed for not just five minutes, not just 10 minutes. Maybe, maybe you spent an hour praying to God. It's been, a, it's been a big year. We've heard that at Christmas, God came to near, be near us. How can we draw near to him as this year comes to a close? It's good, I think, as we're refreshed over our summer holidays to give ourselves a chance to refresh spiritually as well, especially with everything that's happened this year. On the other hand, if you've really felt the pain of 2020 and Perhaps you're in the middle of a hard patch at the moment. I do hope you can still have some happy times over the next few weeks. But I do want to say to you as well, remember that joy is different to happiness. I think at Christmas time, you can, you can still be sad, but at the same time, you can still have deep down that joy that Jesus offers, that joy of knowing, despite what you're going through on the surface, that God is still with us. He came to be with us in Jesus. He's still with us today. You probably remember... And right at the end of the book of Matthew in the Great Commission, Jesus' last words to his followers, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus is still with us today. He knows what it is to feel pain. He knows what it is to feel loss. He wasn't always happy. And he will return one day to put everything right. And I think if we dwell on that truth, it's not going to be a quick fix to a hard year. It won't necessarily mean that you're happy every day this Christmas, but you will have a deep sense of joy and hope that comes from knowing who Jesus is, knowing Emmanuel for yourself. It'll be that kind of joy that will help you keep going even when things are hard. How about I pray for us? Dear God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you that you created this world. Every good gift is from you, including the gift of celebrating. As we reach the end of the year, a time when we normally like to celebrate, we ask that you'd be with us. Um, Some of us after this year, well, we actually don't feel much like celebrating, Lord. Uh, Some of us, well, we really feel like we, we really feel like we need some celebrating after a hard year. We ask, we ask that this Christmas you would fill our hearts and remind us of the truth of the message of Christmas. That Jesus is Emmanuel, that he is God, he is your son, come to be with us and come to save us from our sins. Whether we're happy or sad this Christmas, we ask that this truth would fill us with a deep joy. A deep joy and trust in Jesus and what he has done. And we pray in his name this morning. Amen.